With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. another sparkling edition of the Thought Police. Um, I'm not sure if we could be living in a more excited time, Matt, you know? It's me, Mike Graham, it's him, Matt Kelly for the New European. I mean, um, every day now there's something going on. We've had Boris Johnson practically for a week as Prime Minister. Yeah. I mean, you're going to probably tell me something completely different to what I'm going to say, but I think he started off brilliantly. I think he started off with a load of energy. He's announced a load of things, um, which you will no doubt poo-poo and say it's never going to happen. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he's he's definitely given... I know people are going to say, oh, it's not good enough to just be positive and optimistic and feel good and all that. But, I mean, it's better than not feeling good and it's better than not being optimistic and it's better than being a complete and utter kind of doomsayer and, and, and man or woman that says, oh, this can't be done, you know. Yeah. He sounds like he's going to do it to me. Well, he's, well, yes, but he... Uh, so he started off like Boris Johnson would start off, yeah. you know, full of bluster, full of it. But full not of just pro- full, of full of bluster. promises. But not just full of bluster. I mean, he completely destroyed Corbyn. Uh, Prime Minister yes, he did. Um, with... Did you see John McDonnell stalk oh, out of the room? He was not a happy bunny. I mean, when, that, I thought that... I mean, yes, this is where Johnson's going to excel, mm. especially against this current Labour yeah. opposition. Yeah. And when... Off, what, what was what was good about him is... What is good about him is that he's great on his feet. He thinks quickly. He's got that kind of debating brain, the kind of thing you learn at Eton and then later... Yeah, he got better as it went on, Yes, and he relaxes. And you see, I mean, as much as I loathe Jacob Rees-Mogg, yeah. exactly the same yes. skill set. Uh-huh. But there was a moment where John McDonnell piped up and... And Johnson just turned on him yeah. and said, here's the man that Ken Livingston yeah. sacked because he was too left-wing. <laughs> he's got a great laugh. And, and faked a budget. And faked a budget. The, and then he... That's the most damage yeah. that's been done to McDonald yes. in the history of the Labour Party. I didn't even... I wasn't even aware of no. that. And then he said... Then he called him the budget faker, yeah. you know, whatever. And after about two minutes of this, McDonald got up and yeah. walked out yeah. like a beaten man. I know. I mean, that's extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah. Because, you know, he's been trying, like we know he can, to look like Mr. Reasonable. For the best part of the last two years, yeah. you know, and sort of, you know, I'm the guy that's going to, um, yeah. he was he was touring the city, you know, he was touring boardrooms yes. in the city, basically telling people, oh, don't worry, when we get in, it's going to be fine. Don't believe all this crap about, you know, the communists and Venezuela, we're not going to take yeah. control of anybody's company. All bollocks, right? Just because he wants to try and convince the city that he's a, a, a man yeah. that can be trusted with the treasury. Yes. And it, it was shock. It was shocking. Mm. And what, what was worrying from my perspective is how... How Johnson is able, and I'm going to call him Johnson, by the way. I'm, You're not you going to call him Boris. I am not going to call him Boris. I'm going to call him Boris. I call, you know, I, I think that it's, 
It's whatever side of the fence you sit on, it's yeah. not good to over familiarize people like mm. that and to make them cuddly and friendly, yeah. which is his game. You know, I even don't if think it's his game, it's just what everybody calls it. Well, no, but I mean, it's not even his name. But to be no, I know it's not. <laughs> but to be to be this sort of friendly, bumbling character, yeah. that's not. It doesn't matter whether you think you're a fan of his or not. That's not good. He should stand scrutiny like any other. Politician. Well, I mean, he's, he's been put under more scrutiny than anybody I've ever seen. I mean, when was the last politician who went into Downing Street as the Prime Minister uh, and everyone went, well, is he fit to be Prime Minister? Yeah. He didn't say that about Cameron. Probably, didn't about, say probably about Winston Churchill. He didn't say it about Tony Blair. Yeah. He didn't say it about Gordon Brown. No. Is he fit to be Prime Minister? But no, he's the Iron Chancellor. But, Mike, there's a reason well, for that. that turned but out there is a reason for no, people there's a reason for that because they hate Boris Johnson. Be- and there's a reason for that. Why? They hate him because he's a proven liar. Oh, yeah, like no, like no other politician no, in the but, history of politicians. No, but with such blasé cavalierness that it, it sends a chill down my spine. Because he, Johnson maybe is the first prime minister on a, in our history mm. that has realised that it doesn't matter if you lie. You can get it doesn't matter I if don't you think lie. It is. What you I say don't think that's true at when all. you wait, you employ one of the biggest liars in the history of politics, Alistair Campbell. No, I don't. Alistair think Campbell, Campbell Alistair... lied and sexed up a dossier. You know he did. He, he did. He, even he knows he did. I don't want to be. Um, well, Alistair will have to talk for himself. Yeah, we'll have to get him in on one of these. Yes. Well, he won't come now. Now, why, by the <laughs> way, why is he in Australia? I don't know. Oh, he'll come and argue with me any day. Yeah, he no, loves no. Doing it. he does. But what about why is he in Australia? I mean, one of the most pivotal moments in the history of British politics. A yeah. man who can't keep away from television well, studios. Let he's me, gone to Australia. Let me tell you, he's got. Uh, He's got um, about. I've had about twelve emails off him in the oh, last yeah. forty-eight hours, oh, okay. so he is no less on right. it than ever. No, I okay. promise you. I'm just amazed he hasn't been on TV from there. Then, yeah, you know, I've it's got been like radio silence from Campbell. I've got a sneak suspicion you're going to be hearing and seeing quite a bit more of Alistair Campbell in the next few days. Mm. But uh, okay, I I'll won't say, ask you I'll to, say no to more. tell me why you know. I'll that. say no more. Well, that's good because I want to get him on the radio. Yeah, good. I oh, know he's great on the yeah. radio, and you're right. He does. He gives it to anybody in any time. And he, yeah, he could take it. Record. And I've said yeah. to you before. Yeah. I mean, I can have rows with a number of people. I'm more than happy. Yeah. I had one with Lord Hesseltine in the tent. Really? Down in uh, yeah, and he was quite upset. Was he? Except that he shook my hand at the end, so he must yeah. have quite enjoyed. He's a very it. decent guy. Oh yeah, but I I was able to say my trademark word to him at one point, which was incorrect. And he really didn't like that. He went, it's not incorrect. This is just a matter of opinion. And the yeah. fact that I said, we can't have opinion and facts. No. It's one or the other. Yeah. I don't mind you having an opinion, but don't tell me it's a fact. As Anurin Bevin said, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. But you're not entitled to your own facts. Exactly right. And yeah. that's a very useful thing to say. Yeah. So every politician in one way or another has lied in some time or other of their existence. Okay? Yes. It's impossible yes. not to do so yes. when you're a politician. Agree Whether you have taken the Bill Clinton school of lying to the nth degree in which he said, brilliantly, um, which everyone let him away with, oh, well, at the time I said that, I thought it was true. Mm. Therefore, it wasn't a lie. So, I, so I, listen, I you know, accept that's still that, a lie. Mike, I accept it. Uh, you're absolutely right. And there are different degrees of lying. You know, there are lies of convenience. Yeah. There are lies of national security. There yeah. are lies... Of self-interest. Mm. And this is where I think Johnson is different mm. in that I can't think of a politician who has so built in a complete disregard for fact and truth and, uh, and, and frankly, you know, not sending dog whistle messages mm. to nasty groups of people. I don't see it that way. I really don't. Well, I mean, I think that you're right to say that he's got a cavalier attitude to the way that he speaks. And I yeah. think that's true. And I think he will sometimes make a point and overestimate a point by exaggerating something. Yeah. Right? But I honestly don't think that he's sitting there thinking to himself, if I say this, or if I write this, I will be able to make the far right 
uh, people rise up and support me and vote for me. Because let's face it, the so-called far right. I mean, we've got people like Jeremy Corbyn calling his cabinet far right, mm. which is actually no, that's r- ridiculous. Not, not only ridiculous, but it also kind of demeans the term in it, a sense. It ruins know? the argument. It's like calling somebody racist when they're not. Yeah. And you say, well, it's not racist. I met a yeah. guy on Twitter the other day saying that I called him because I called him Welshy, mm. that that was in some way racist. And I said, well, calling you Welsh, of which Welsh is derivative, yeah. to me is not racist. Like, was, he from, was he from Wales? He though? was from Wales. <laughs> I said, I didn't realise it was an insult to say you were Welsh. You know, I'm sorry about that. But people use these terms. They throw them around. Yeah. People call Boris Johnson a racist because he's written some things which could be construed to be racist. Well, right? he said, I mean, he said, there's a number of things yeah, but he there's said. A number of women, things Muslim said, women looking like letterboxes. Yeah, well, they do, though, don't they, if they're well, wearing that thing? Well, they so do, but it's, it's, it's gratuitously insulting, well, it's isn't not, it? Well, there are other ways well, of framing there it. There are some people who think it's gratuitously insulting to talk to somebody who's not got their face well, open not, to you. And that's a va- valid but, argument. You know, that argument doesn't get made, right? No, but you don't have to say they look like letterboxes. Or, you don't or have you to. say. what would you say they look like? I'd say they look like women wearing a burka, which I find is very impressive. But what if you didn't know and, what a burka was? Well, everyone knows what a burka is. And if oh. you don't, the next question should... Well, they, it's, the they're is, not letterboxes, no, are they? But, yeah, but the point is, I don't see why it's racist. But it, because, it might be insulting. That's not the same as racist. Well, I think, well, I think it because is. Because it could be a white woman who's converted to Islam who's wearing a burka. Okay? Now, if you say a woman wearing a burka looks like she's uh, wearing a right. letterbox, how okay. is that racist? Well, so there's... So, okay, so you've got the argument that says Islam is not a race, it's no, a that's religion. Not what I'm, that, that's no, what but, I'm but that's when you're talking about white women becoming Muslim. So, I, I, okay, fair enough. What about when he calls black people... Uh, picking in yeah. these with watermelon smiles. I have and all to go this. back and read that because right. I think that the context of that description mm. was in the context of talking about the old royal tours of the um, the Commonwealth, wasn't he? No, I think, I th- no, it was something. Well, it, no, it was, it was contemporary. Well, we can Google it. We later, can Google but, it later, and, yeah. and preferably before we do the but anyway, podcast. But anyway, you know, the point it's, is, it's that, racist. Well, isn't it? well, yeah, but I think you have to be very careful about calling somebody who might have said something which has been construed as racist, yeah. and then calling that person a racist. Well, no, he. I, what I said was, and we'll have to rewind the tape. Mm. What I think I said was is that he has a record of saying racist yes, things. Yes, no, no, I'm not saying you're calling yeah. him racist. And, but, but he's but now Prime are. Minister. Yes, but okay, people are enough. calling him racist. It is now common language to call Boris Johnson a racist. The bottom line, Matt, and you know this as well as I do, is the reason he's taking so much shit for everything that he said is because he's on the right side of politics. If he was on the left side of politics, he wouldn't be getting it because the people attacking him are all on the left. Well, I don't think he could be on the left side of politics saying the things he says. That's so. not true. What about the people on the left side of politics who said to James Cleverly mm. that basically people of colour who go and work for people like Boris Johnson are no longer people of colour? Well, that's, that's effectively what they're saying. Yeah, they're having a go at him. That's pure, they're having that's... a go at Pretty Patel. Yeah. They're having a go at every other ethnic yeah. Uh, yeah. minority person in the cabinet. Yeah and saying that they've basically become Uncle Tom. Well, so that's, that's basically that, what they're saying. That, that is about as un-British as you can imagine. Well, that's about as yeah. racist as you can imagine yeah. as well. Yeah. So, in fact, you're wrong to say it doesn't come from the left, because, okay. because they will do that to everybody. Okay. So there are disgusting elements on both sides who will deploy any But I, I think language. you also have to be careful of lumping Boris Johnson with what Jeremy Corbyn calls the far right. And he knows what he's doing, by the way. Because by trying to make Boris Johnson look extremist and far right, in his words, mm. he thinks that will put off the people in the middle, who are, as everybody knows, the ones that make the elections get won. Yeah. And he thinks by referring to him as far right, that somehow, you know, that's a dog whistle, as yeah. you guys would call it, to, to, for people to go, oh, we can't be with Boris Johnson. He's a racist. He's mm. on the far right. He's like Tommy Robinson. Yeah. You know, that's the danger of all of this, really. Well, I mean, you, you won't have any argument for me and the necessity to avoid... 
casual cliches and extreme language. And people should be able to think very hard about the words they're using. But I think it would not be unfair for somebody to look at Boris Johnson's record and mm. to say, in my opinion, he is a racist. Yeah. Right? I think that's fine. You can there, have that opinion. There are other that things. doesn't mean that it's no, a but, fact. But right? it's based on good facts. Well, it's, no. No, it it's is. not. It because, is. No, because like I said, I don't believe that him saying that Muslim so, women wearing burqas yeah. Uh, look like letterboxes. I don't yeah. believe that to be racist. Not very no, nice. So that's your opinion. But the fact is, still, he called them women well, who look like letterboxes. You could argue actually, it's them not picking... just my opinion because if it was in fact racist, then presumably that would have been a hate crime and even been prosecuted. Well, which he wasn't. Well, there was talk about that, and well, he yeah, was we'll reported. Talk about, of course, they talk about. But it's that. It. How... Talk about it from people like you. Talk about, <laughs> and then say, "Oh, we've been talking about that. Nothing's <laughs> happened. The police haven't been around to go. Excuse me, Boris. Yeah. When you stop beating up your girlfriend, would you mind coming with us? Yeah. That's obviously a joke, by the way. If anybody's listening, <laughs> there's another thing. Yeah. Well, that's another thing yeah. that was bollocks, right? I mean, the but point was is, it? Why well, do you assume well, it was bollocks? Well, I don't assume it was bollocks. I, I tell you it's bollocks because the police went to the house, yeah. asked what was going on, were satisfied that nothing was going on, and they left. And the police don't do that if there's been anything going on. And mm. I can tell you why okay. I know that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Seriously. Through, is this through bitter personal experience? It is experience. through bitter personal yeah. experience. Okay. Yeah, right, it is, right, right. which I'm not getting into Let's on here. But, you know, the fact is, is that they are under orders. If there has been any kind yeah. of violence of any kind sometimes not even of a physical kind, but a threatening kind, yeah. they arrest the guy. Yeah, right? okay, fair enough. So, I mean, look, I mean, my position on that is I don't know. Uh, I know no, I don't know either, made but and, I'm satisfied yeah. that the police yeah. didn't think and there was a case to answer. And you've got to give people the benefit of the doubt on that kind of stuff. And I do agree with you that, you know, it, there's an agenda against Boris Johnson and he's an easy target. Well, let's face it, when you discover that the people who reported him to the police have been sticking posters on his car yeah. and sticking posters up in the house that he yeah. lives in Ex to say that they don't want him Agreed. Yeah. then clearly it's not a straightforward yeah. open and shut case. Except to say that there were three separate complaints. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anyway, let's move. That's last yeah. yesterday. But my point, I mean, the overarching yeah. point about all of this is that Boris Johnson is getting a hell of a lot of criticism from all the people who don't like him yeah. and from all the people who would like to see him turfed out of Downing Street. But and he's getting things. so much praise ladled on him by the right-wing press. Well, I don't know where you're getting that from. Well, the Mail, uh, you know, often the Express can't say enough about him. Everybody's, uh, you know, evangelising about how he's brought new vigour and vim to the government. He, well, that's all true, though. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't deny that. reporting the truth. Yeah, I wouldn't deny I mean, that. he has brought vigour yeah. and vigour. I mean, nobody thought... It's just, where does it be, go? Well, nobody thought he would be as brutal as he was with the, with the old, old cabinet. I couldn't be happier to see the back of people like Jeremy Hunt yeah. and Philip Hammond. Right. And so should you be happy to see the back of them? Because they've been useless, yeah. hopeless uh, administrators, never mind anything else. And Jeremy Hunt gets up in Parliament and says that he thinks it would be a great idea to get into bed with the EU Navy, which doesn't exist, right? Yeah. Since then, every single country in the EU has gone... Actually, um, yeah, no, we don't really have any ships and we can't really uh, help you with that. So the guy looks a complete moron, right? Yeah, so yeah. they run away at 100 miles an hour from yeah. that particular policy. There's a lot right? of it about them. Well, there is. But the point mm. is is that, you know, Hammond was a useless chancellor, did absolutely nothing. He'll tell you that he, you know, managed to steward the economy into a good place. Well, maybe he did, but, mm. I mean, wasn't much of a politician. And, frankly, I'm pleased to see a new broom sweeping through Downing Street and putting all these people mm. in. 
Now, of course, it might, might all go horribly wrong, but what I'm saying is, is it seems to me like he's very determined yeah. to leave the European Union on the 31st of October, which I know you don't want him to do. But I don't think... But, but I think he's going to make it happen. Do you think he's going to make it happen? I, more and more... How do you think he's going to make it happen? More and more, I think he's going to make it happen. Because it's got to be on no deal then, right? I think it may well be. And do you not then fear that we're going into a really awful situation really. for a lot of people? Not really. No, because I think the problem is with no deal... That everything is no deal in a way, because even if you leave with a deal, it's mm. impossible to have a deal which covers everything, right? There's no way that you can absolutely sign off all of the things that you need to sign off. Yeah. So when you talk about, I don't know, I was talking to someone the other day about something really kind of minuscule and unimportant, but it's part of some EU regulation. And somebody said to me, well, of course, this is one of the things that they'd have to sort out before we could leave the EU. And I said, well, why? Mm. You know, surely you prioritise important stuff, mm. you know, like the movement of uh, people and the movement of goods and the movement of, you know, uh, commerce and all of that. And then some of the smaller regulations, the smaller bits and pieces, you figure out. Um, but you know. Well, I'll give you an example. Sure. Right? There's apparently, and this is the absurdity of the situation, pallets. Yeah. Right? EU has a standard for pallets right. that, standard ap- size? that applies to third-party countries, right, mm. but doesn't apply to member states. Yeah. So we... I think as, I've heard this. We as a member state... Yeah at the moment, can use pallets mm. that are actually of a lower quality than the quality of pallets they demand from third parties. But the minute we leave on a no deal, right. and this is the big thing about no deal, the most important thing about yeah. it is the lack of transition. Uh-huh. So all the stuff you're talking about, There's you can sort out. transition period. No, 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 not under no deal, there isn't. Well, there always will no, be. Mike, you're wrong. There isn't. That's why people are terrified. Well, nobody knows what the situation would be because it's never happened. If you leave under no deal, we go straight on to right. WTO terms. How do you know? Where's the treaty? Yeah, well, there doesn't need to be a treaty. The point is... It does. That, no, there doesn't. The point is, is the WTO have already said that the WTO rules will kick in, right? Yeah. And those WTO rules are then negotiable as you go. But they're only tariffs, right? The WTO yeah. is a tariff system. Nothing to do with regulations. Yeah, I get that. So so what what about all the lorry well, drivers? So, suddenly... so, the, so you think the European Union can turn around and say... Uh, sorry, you can't use any of those pallets now. Well, I don't know. Different. I don't well, know. They won't, but they? they could do. Well, of course they could, but they won't. What about the? They could fucking declare of... war on us, but they're not going to do that either. Well, they, well that's, they're not going to do that. No. But what about the movement of medicines of? Yeah, of, what about of, it? Of, of flights and people's what about it? people. Well, but these are real issues. Of course, to they're issues. Sure. Very well, yeah, you and me being blasé yeah, about it. Of course, they're it, real but... issues, but they're also real issues to people in Europe. You know, what about people, Vauxhall today? People, people. What about Vauxhall? Vauxhall, Vauxhall saying, have said, right? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if in fact the uh, our plant does not make any money in uh, Ensmeer Port, what is it? they're not from Wolverhampton. They're, no, they're Persian. <laughs> they're only been, you know, the British, great British. Was that brand. French? Was it? That was meant to be French. Oh, right, sorry. Okay. Oh, well, I thought with a Corso accent, even though I know he's Belgian. The point is. Ellesmere Port, they say, uh, is where they make the Astra. Yeah. If things don't work out, uh, i.e. they stop making a profit, yeah. they're going to take this, the, the, the thing back to France. Now, this is a story in the FT. Down to the Spain, F- actually. The FT, yeah. well, they said they've got alternative arrangements yeah. where yeah. they could do it in France or they yeah. could do it in Spain. Same thing happened, right, in the 60s when uh, Ford from America wanted to build the new Fiesta and they came to Harold Wilson and they said, we want to build a Fiesta in your country because we believe that you are the greatest makers of cars in the world. But here's the price, and we want this. Yeah. I.e., they want grants. They wanted, you know, um, you know, free from tax for years or whatever it was. Wilson told them to piss off. They went to Spain. Yeah. They took it there. That's what these companies do. You know, I but saw was, this story that was last bad night. News, I saw this story. Well, not really, because you know the car business in Britain it goes backwards and forwards, and it's sometimes in the in the up and sometimes in the down. Right. An awful lot of what's happening in the car business at the moment is being blamed on Brexit. 
none of it actually has anything to do with Brexit. No, I agree with that. Jaguar Land Rover has been run by a bunch of idiots for a very long time. And they didn't see the diesel thing coming. They also didn't see the downturn in Chinese orders coming. And so now they've gone to Slovakia because it's cheaper to make the car. Now, same with Ellesmere Port. Ellesmere Port, they're going to shut if it's no longer profitable. Well, guess what? You know, knock me over with a feather. But But they're not going to shut down Luton where they make the bags. The point about shutting down Ellesmere Port if it's not profitable is it will become unprofitable if we leave it. They don't know that. If you read the guy's quotes, no, if you read his quotes, he doesn't know. He said they committed to... this is why we'd like to know what the deal was going to be. He said they committed to uh, staying in Ellesmere Port if there was a deal, right? if there was a good deal, actually. Well, if they continue to make money, which is fair enough. French, you know, the FT has become so, um, you know, pro-EU that it's a, a joke now. The FT is not in any way, shape or form a normal straight newspaper. Well, you don't get any. Name me the top businessmen who support Brexit. Well, I'd like you to. I'd like you to James say James Dyson. I'd like you, lives I'd, in Singapore. Well, I'd like to think that the FT yeah. is a straight down. Well, how do you newspaper. know? I mean, they know more about finance than I do. How do you know? That I know people straight down the FT who are this not idea that about of finance. balance, Mike. This idea. Yeah, but this was the splash in the FT, right? Yeah, but the idea. There's a bigger point here, which is the idea that everything has to be balanced. Sometimes. The fact is the fact. Sometimes it is bad news. And just because you've yeah, got isn't, Tim from Bloody Witherspoon saying like it's all going to be... Well, I, actually, I find him quite an yeah. intriguing personality. Yeah. But the idea that he has the same weight of voice as the CBI or all of well, these to be honest, huge industries to be honest, is ridiculous. There's a lot of people in the CBI who have never been as successful in business as Tim from Witherspoon. Yes, I know, but he's one So word. I listen to him about the import and export yeah. of beer. He says that the beer that he will be able to import and sell in his pubs will be cheaper because we will not have to charge the tariff that is currently being charged by the EU. So if he buys beer in from somewhere like Singapore or from Thailand, he doesn't have right. to pay as much money necessarily. Well, I wonder how much beer he sells from Singapore and Thailand versus Heineken. Well, maybe he's... Maybe in he's, Denmark or Colesberg. Well, or, I don't have his figures, but I mean... Stella. I'm, like I say, he knows a lot more about it than you or I do, because yeah. that's his business. Yeah, but... And he reckons that the beer will actually get cheaper. Well, that's bollocks, isn't it? Well, it's, it's not got bollocks. To, it's got to be Why bollocks. would he say that? Because if... if how, what beer do we drink in the UK? We drink either British bitters... I drink or, a craft beer, actually, I think. Oh, what do, oh, yeah, go on. Because I go to these kind of trendy... Swanky, you know, swanky metropolitan in, elite thing. In SE, yeah. in Southern. So you well, go no, to all these metropolitan well, elite pubs and then decry the metropolitan elite. I don't decry the metropolitan elite. Yes, you elite. do, no, regularly. I, I decry... No, I decry the liberal metropolitan <laughs> elite, which is not the same thing. <laughs> because the liberal metropolitan elite has now become the elite... Right, yeah. the Boris Johnson, Jacob Rees-Mogg elite, which used to be the elite, yeah. is not the elite anymore. Oh, no. They're the extremists. Well, they're now the, they're the they're outsiders. In, they're the prime minister yeah, in the, the outsiders. Commons, yeah, well, big mean, outsiders. No, no, well, they are. But you talk about you some know, kind of outsider being prime minister well, of the country. He's not going to be prime minister for long, according to your lot. Well, I don't he's think he's going to be out of a job. Well, I think he's going to run into the same logjam. That's I'm going to come back to my familiar refrain with you because once again. You, you missed the story that I gave you weeks ago, which is Carrie Simmons. <laughs> Carrie Simmons is still the story, right? Is it she's, really? Well, there's a big spread on her in the mail on Sunday. Yeah. She's apparently the new um, Kate, you know, uh, really? Will's wife God, in terms of the Duchess of Cambridge. Well, let's hope. Because uh, they uh, take, well, then they'll be pouring piss all over us soon because they pour piss all over they Kate. They did not. Will. Kate's queen they now. They hate Meghan. No, they love, they love Kate now. Do they? Yeah, of course they do oh. because she's become. This much more deferent, um, silent woman type no, that, that the Daily silent. Mail are quite happy to have us stuck in a nothing corner. Nothing to do with being silent. They're all horrible misogynists. Nothing, well, including the women. 
The women are worse, actually. Well, Jan Moyer yeah. is the most yeah. no, misogynist person I know. I know, I know you're No, right. but the point is, is apparently she's, the dress that she was wearing in Downing Street the day that he went in, <laughs> yeah, right? The red it's one. Yeah, it's gone off the shelves. You can't get one. <laughs> if you try to buy one for your wife tomorrow, yeah. they're sold out. Yeah. And everybody's going for the carry look. And actually... Weirdly, I was going for the Boris Johnson look, but I couldn't you? find any hair. 48 waist <laughs> trousers. <laughs> you haven't got enough hair, anyway. You have to buy a wig. But here's the thing. Um, apparently, uh, they've actually got her pictured in this spread in the mail on Sunday with Kate, the Duchess of Cambridge. Right. So they're saying that they dress the same way, they've Amazing. got the same style, they've got the same kind of, you know, way about them. Yeah. And she now <laughs> has become the subject. Bold. No, but she's become the mass- a subject of massive uh, rowing inside 10 Downing Street yeah. because there are people who are saying, you've got to get away from this woman, you've got to stop being seen with her, you've got to stop using her as a kind Who's of. Who's been a- saying that? These are people close to Boris, right? <laughs> Did you read this in the, where the Daily Star? Well, not in the Daily Star. Sources no. close no, to Boris. Actually, by the way, readers, whenever you hear somebody saying sources yeah. close to, it means the journalist has just no, literally that's invented not true. that. Quote. That's only in European. <laughs> but here's, here's the story, right? This was actually in some of the more uh, seriously read broadsheets at the weekend. I yeah. know you don't get around to reading those. No, not much. The old mirror hack that you are. <laughs> but the point is, right, that. There are those in in the, the, the behind the scenes, like like what's his name Cummings, right? Dominic Cummings. Dominic yeah. Cummings, you know, Mister Bad Guy. Yeah. It's people like him who are having these conversations because they want to know what Boris is. Uh, you know, they, they you know they, they test the polls every single day. Yeah. You know, is he up? Is he down? There is a Boris bounce going on. Yeah. Supposedly, they don't want that to be fucked up by Carrie Simmons. Yeah. And Carrie Simmons walking into Downing Street with him will do that. Will it? Because you didn't agree with me before, but mm. you must now know. That the whole idea of him with this, you know, younger woman, yeah. who is being described by people like Yasmin Alibi Brown as the mistress. Yeah, well, right? she is. Well, I mean, Yasmin Alibi Brown. She's forgets... he's still married to uh, Marina. Yeah, that's true. But Yasmin Alibi Brown forgets to mention that she was also with somebody who was married at the time, and she's written about it in her book. So it's a bit, you know, it's a bit who? hard. Yasmin was okay. Yeah, Yasmin yeah, was right. okay. So it's well, a bit we all harsh. have our private lives, don't we? Well, do we? So but it's all right for her to start yelling mistress at this. He's left his wife, right? Well, she's not prime him. minister, to be fair. Thank God for that. Yeah, but I mean, she, she, she said she's not in public office. She also it? said that when he became prime minister, she'd leave the country, and now she's not leaving. But, so right. does that make well, her a liar? To your... So does that make her a liar? Well, yes, it does. It does. It does. On that specific, yeah. Right. Or, so she's a liar. So, or she certainly said something daft, which we've all done. But so, he, to your point was, can you have a bachelor prime minister? Can yeah. you have uh, Carrie Sims walking in and out and not staying, sometimes staying? Yeah. I think it's it's very interesting that you know the question. She, he's only been going out with her for what six months? Oh, I think longer than that. Well, say it's a that. year. Say it's a year. It's no longer because than that. Because don't forget, he was still foreign secretary, wasn't he? Okay. Remember, because remember when he moved out of the, or he was meant to move yeah. out of the Grace and Favour mansion when he yeah. became foreign, when he left the job, yeah. but he had to stay there. But my point is, Mike, that the, this might be a relationship, one of those relationships that we all have that last eighteen months ends up with, you know, in, in saying he's fickle. We're going to be friends, you know, and I'll love you forever, but I never want to see you again. Never darken my door. Fuck yeah. off. I'm that kind, block of, you on the that kind of relationship. Yeah. But well, I, it certainly sounds like it might be a bit volatile. Can you have all of that stuff going on? Ah, yes, you exactly. Know? Yeah. I mean, you can't have a thrown around. because you now believe the Guardian vegans. Listen, who... no, I'm saying, I, I'm sure they had a row. People have yeah. rows. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's beating the hell out of her. No. The point is that we can't have her throwing away and, and chucking sort of, you know, uh, you know, family heirlooms from, you know, going all the way back to Walpole. And suddenly you're going to get, what's going on? Carrie smashed the fuck out of it. You know, she's killed the grandfather clock that was presented. She's just... To, uh, Whacked Boris over by, the head with the yeah, mace by Abraham Lincoln, you know. 
the bust of Churchill's been smashed. You know, we can't have that, can we? We can't have that. I mean, that wouldn't be right. But the thing is, I think there's they they're very conscious of this. The whole you know yeah. the Boris machine. Don't forget. You talk about the bumbling image, right? Yeah. That whole image, the whole thing of, of, of you know, the, they're going to have, it's almost cult-like where they're talking about having meetings every day to basically recite the kind of mantra, we are leaving October 31st. Yeah. I mean, that's quite weird. Yeah. But they're doing all this because they're controlling it all, as they as they should, from the centre, right? Yeah. And Carrie will very much be a loose cannon off to the side. So they've got to decide whether. I mean, there are some yeah. people who are saying it wasn't a good idea to have her in Downing Street in the first place. What and that sort on of that day, group yeah. of people, yeah, yeah. But the, she's the guy's girlfriend. I know, but like you said, I mean, there'll be people like you sitting there saying to him, "So you know, yeah, what's going on? You know, well, fair she brought, is your girlfriend well, actually, for a long time." In, in this instance, it's me who's not bothered, and you are massively exercised. I'm not bothered by it. What I'm saying is, you've been a, going on about yeah, it for four weeks now because it's a huge <laughs> issue. Because this is what people care about. Yeah, listen, I'm in touch with I'm, people. I'm I know. I know what they care about. Also, I know what his advisors care about. You watch, right? right? If you see her walking through the front door of Downing Street any time between now and, I would say, uh, the end of the summer, yeah, I will happily buy you a bottle of spirits of your choice, no right. matter what you want. Done. But you won't see it. Okay. You will not see it. Okay. And if you don't see it, you'll have to buy me one. Uh... Right, that's a deal. Is we're, that a deal? We're shaking on that, folks. We're shaking on that. So, um, have we got time to... Are we doing for time? We've yeah. got a little bit of time. We've got a little bit of time. So, more, more importantly than yeah. Carrie Simmons, in my view, okay. all this stuff where he's going around the, the country, splashing out on various nations or groups Oh, yeah, the 300 people. million quid. So, here's Scotland. Here's a big yeah. bung. And, and today, I think, or yesterday, rather, uh, on Monday, he, he, he said... Uh, there's going to be a minister for war veterans. Yeah. This kind of thing. Well, that's a good thing. Yes, I, I agree. And I think there are some good ideas there. Yeah. But Johnny Mercer. Don't you think it's setting up now for a general election? Isn't he kind of pleasing well, a lot of people, lots of people? A lot of people seem to be saying that. Yeah. I don't I don't quite see the logic of that yet, because you, you may well be right. It could well be that he's, he's, he's aiming to have um, a general election. He did say in one of the hustings that he would not have a general election before we left the European Union. So if you take him at his word, then that means he won't be doing it before we leave. Yeah. But he may well say... We leave on October the thirty first, yeah. and then he calls the general election. Well, he may, or more likely, in my view, he yeah. may get into that logjam in Parliament, mm. which he will do, uh, and he'll say, "Okay, you said I can't prorogue Parliament. Yeah. You've said uh, we can't have no deal. Mm. Um, you, there's no deal. You guys will accept the European Union won't budge an inch. Yeah. The only way I can see any chance of us getting through this is for a general election and for me to return with a proper working majority." Yeah. Which will and the mandate will be to leave, yeah. and then no one can argue the toss. And yeah. in a, in a way, he'd be right. He would be right, and that may be one of his strategies. He, the other strategy may be that he's going to make Europe blink, and he's going to make the EU shit themselves to such an extent where they go, "Hang on a minute, this guy actually does mean business." He's already said that he's not going to bother going to visit them. He's already said that he's only going to send his minions if that's what they want to talk to somebody about, mm. which is already sticking two fingers up to them, right? Because they're saying already, or oh, we look forward to hearing your, uh, you know, your detailed conversations yeah. about this. Well, he's not going to do that. Yeah. So I think they will suffer as much as we would suffer uh, over a no deal. So they don't want it. But you had the head. I mean, I think this has been the whole spirit of his leadership bid was that he could, he, you know, he'd go in tough and optimistic and he'd get us a new deal, mm. and the backstop could get slung out. Right. Because well, he's calling good... that dead, isn't he? He's yeah. calling it dead in the water. So, so the, I don't think the EU are going to budge an inch. They, the, well, and here's the thing why it's yeah. not often discussed this. The, it, and this is a problem born of the size of the EU. And something, So this is an anti-EU sentiment that right. I've got sympathy with. 
Because of the number of small nations in the EU now, you've got 28 at the moment, 27 to be, most of them small nations that don't really get the airtime that Germany, France, Spain, Britain gets. Ireland's one of those smaller nations. If the other small nations see Ireland being hung out to dry or thrown under the bus, they will then group together Mm. and start causing a lot of trouble for the France-Germany axis. And and that could then lead to the end of the EU. I don't think they'll move. I don't think there's any doubt about that because I think the trouble with the EU at the moment is twofold. It is powerfully driven by Emmanuel Macron and Angela Merkel, both of whom are domestically under terrible pressure and they're not going to be around for very much longer. Now, they'll probably sit and get themselves jobs as commissioners or something like that, mm. but the French and the German countries as such are losing the grip of the power that they've got i.e. the two uh, individuals concerned. And so, you know, once they go as individuals, Angela Merkel has pretty much been the, the project maker of the EU, right? She's the woman to go to for everything. And she's not there. That could change everything. Mm. That could really change an awful lot of things. And I just think that the EU will have to take account of that. They'll also have to take account of the fact that an awful lot of the economies of the Mediterranean countries are failing. You know, they've got migration problems all over the place. I mean, it is an absolute shitstorm yeah. over there. Yeah. And what the last thing they need is for Britain to be kicking off over to the left, yeah. you know, and making it really, really difficult for, for European businesses to deal and make money in Britain. Well, I, I, think, I mean, there's that. certainly truth to that. Uh, the, the one thing, the miscalculation I think people are making, maybe yourself included, mm. is how strongly Merkel and those business people underneath her feel about mm. the four freedoms of the EU, for instance. Like the, the head of the German car industry was saying the other day, you know, Yes, we'll take a bath on this. It's going to hurt us hard. But what's more important to us is the is the four freedoms of the European Union. Mm. That This is a long, long-term thing. We'll get over the blip with Britain, but we will not sacrifice the European project. Yeah, but they must know the European project is in peril. It's certainly, certainly in peril, yeah. yeah listen, you know, nothing stays the same. And by the way, I've always been... I've never been one of these kind of flag bearers mm. for the European Union as it stands. Right. I think there's a lot wrong with it and there's a lot should change, but yeah. it's always been my position that the only way you can change something is to be part of the I agree. The table, However, you know. we've tried all that. You know, we tried changing it from within and it what didn't you, work. Yeah, but do you remember Cameron going over before the referendum mm. and basically being told to bugger off? Yeah. By? I think if, if we went back now, right, I know this is an impossibility... But if we went back to the European Union and said, all right, folks, here's the deal. We'll come back. We'll cancel all this stuff. But here's what's got to change. Mm. You've got to sort out immigration Mm. because it's an absolute joke at the moment. You've got to help out those countries uh, and and get rid of the euro, those countries you've hung out to dry. Mm. And you've got to stop all this common agricultural policy and the fisheries policy that's that's killing our industries over here i think europe would say no problem i'm sure they would and that tells you where they are but wouldn't that be a better place for us well no because that would mean that whoever led that uh, uh, coup in europe and whoever took that message to them from here would be an absolute pariah Mm. and would never get into power again because that would be a betrayal of the vote a betrayal of the referendum yeah you know as much as it might make sense and i agree that the europeans would probably go for it that tells you how bad of a place they are in because they would actually, they've, they've now gone beyond trying to punish us. They're now just trying to go, I think they're waking up every morning going, what the hell are we going to do? Well, do you know what? I don't think they are. And I genuinely think that Brexit for them now has become about six or seventh on their priority list. And they, they're thinking about other things. Well, really. maybe they are. Yeah. But, you know, they're very worried. We'll have to pick this up later on. We should have time. That was good, that. It I mean, was good. We didn't mention that. Piers Morgan once. Didn't we? But we have now. Oh, now we have. See you next week. <laughs> 
Johnson maybe is the first Prime Minister in our history that has realised that it doesn't matter if you lie. You can get it doesn't matter if you lie. What you I say don't think that's true at when all. he waves, you employ one of the biggest liars in the history of politics, Alistair Campbell. No, I don't. Alistair know. Campbell Alistair... lied and sexed up a dossier. You know he did. He, he did. He, even he knows he did. I don't want to be. Um, well, Alistair will have to talk for himself. Yeah, we'll have to get him in on one of these. Yes. Well, he won't come well, now. Back. Why, by the way, why is he in Australia? I don't know. Oh, he'll come and argue with me any day. Yeah, he no, loves no. Doing. He does. But what about, why is he in Australia? I mean, one of the most pivotal moments in the history of British politics. A yeah. man who can't keep away from television well, studios. Let He's me... gone to Australia. What about all the well, live drivers? So, suddenly... so, the, so you think the European Union could turn around and say, uh, sorry, you can't use any of those pallets now. Well, I don't know. Different. I don't well, know. They won't, but they like, could do. Well, of course they could, but they won't. What about the? They could fucking declare of... war on us, but they're not going to do that either. Well, they, well that's, they're not going to do that. No. What about the movement of medicines of? Yeah, of, what about of, it? Of, of flights and people's what about it? people. Well, but these are real issues. Of course, to they're issues. Sure. Very well, yeah, you and me being blasé yeah, about it. Of course, they're real but issues, but they're also real issues to people in Europe. You what know, about people, Vauxhall today? People, people, what about Vauxhall? Vauxhall, Vauxhall saying, have said, right? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if in fact the uh, our plant does not make any money in uh, Ellesmere Port, what is it? they're not from Wolverhampton. If you see her walking through the front door of Downing Street any time between now. And I would say, uh, the end of the summer, yeah. I will happily buy you a bottle of spirits of your choice, no right. matter what you want, Done. but you won't see it. What beer do we drink in the UK? We drink either British bitters... I drink a craft beer, actually, I think. If oh, I, what's it? oh, yeah, go on. Because I go to these kind of trendy... Swanky, you know, swanky metropolitan elite in, thing. In SE, yeah. in Southern. So you well, go no, to all these metropolitan well, elite pubs and then decry the metropolitan elite. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.